Welcome to episode 128. We're Finn and Emma, and today we're opening the show similar to the way we did last week. We want to continue to use our voices and our platform to speak out against hate, violence, racism, and to once again reiterate that Black Lives Matter. Yes, and while we're not going to open every show like this moving forward, we did want to take a few minutes to talk about a couple of the things that we are going to do differently moving forward. One of those specifically is around uh, the diversity of guests we have on the show. It's no secret that we've asked over and over again for people to come on the show and that we want it to be a diverse show. And we need to understand that just asking for it isn't enough anymore and that we need to be better about actively reaching out to underserved and underrepresented voices in our community. Yeah, this show is built on diversity, and this is something that we know we can do better at. So we're going to. Another thing we're going to do is our next virtual speed meet and greet is on June 25th at 9 p.m. Eastern, and all proceeds from this meet and greet will be donated to the Black Lives Matter Global Network. Our first official meet and, meet and greet was back in May, and it was an awesome event. We had about 25 people join, and everyone joins in a big Zoom meeting, and then we give you each a talking point, I guess I'd say, and then you're put into a breakout room with one or two other people, and you have about five minutes to discuss, and then you're brought back to the main group. So it's a way to meet a bunch of different people virtually, and it's super fun. We got a lot of great feedback that re- people really loved the event. If you're wondering how to join the event, well, you head over to normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Our new website. Check out our revamped website. We polished up the turd a little bit. <laughs> and click on the meet and greet tab at the top, and you will find all of the information on how to sign up. And we hope to see you there. We'd love to have you join us. The last thing we wanted to mention is that we have put some resources, some links in the show notes to other ways that you can get involved and show your support. Some of them are ways to donate money and organizations to donate to that have been vetted very well. Others are ways to get involved that aren't necessarily monetary or by going out and protesting. So take a look at those. And again, please, everybody be safe. Be kind to each other, stay healthy, support each other, love each other, and let's keep spreading that word. And now we will hand it over to the little soundbite from Carson and Mel. And get the show started. And you brought back a fucking sex swing. <laughs> and I was like, holy fucking shit, who is this chick I'm with? You know, I have a kid with her. You know, a sex swing, what kind of dominatrix is I she? went all in. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult the medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome back to part two of the intro. Today we have an interview. Part two of seven. (laughs) Yeah, get ready here. Today we have an interview with Mel and Carson. I'm totally joking. We're going to keep it short. (laughs) That's true. So Mel and Carson are pretty close to the beginning of their journey in exploring non-monogamy. Yes, they are. 
had a couple of bumps along the way. Yes, they did. And they are sort of in the midst of figuring out what is going to work for them. And it's a great conversation where we actually kind of get to talk through that as it's happening. So we hope you enjoy it. We enjoyed it. And thank you to them for coming on and sharing. Before we jump into the interview, a few quick announcements. First up is our next video Q&A for our patrons is going to be on June 17th. We'll have two Q&As, one at 9 p.m. Eastern and another one at 9 p.m. Pacific. Also, on June 16th is our next women's group discussion for our $5 and up patrons. So if you want to find out about any of that, go to our website and click on the Patreon links under the community tab. That is normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on community and everything you need to know is there. Exactly. The final thing before we jump into the show, as we mentioned last week, we're super excited about our new partnership with Alt Playground. They are leading the way in inclusivity and diversity for the non-monogamous online dating scene. Not just swingers, not just poly, everybody. Quit nodding. They (laughs) They can't see you nodding. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how about you maybe pipe in here? (laughs) They also have a sleek and streamlined website. And as we all know, safety and security are important to all of us. And privacy. Yes, and privacy too. Are important to all of us. That's why you won't let me put your boobs out on the internet. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) But they're also very important to Alt Playground. I'm just glossing over what Finn said. Yeah, clearly. (laughs) Right over it. But they do not have any bots on their website. All members are paid members. Yep. And so we hope to see you over there. We're on there and we're loving it. Maybe you'll find us lurking around. You could. I was just say you can find links to their website on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, in the footer and in our favorite resources tab. And on the homepage. Yes, that's true, too. And you could also just go to altplayground.net. Yep. And it will end up being the same result. Any of the above. Now, with that, we will stop talking at you and go talk with Carson and Mel. Let's go. Welcome, Carson and Mel to the show. Thank you for joining us late on a Thursday evening, Mm -hmm. but not too late to talk. So maybe for the listeners and for us, do you mind giving us all a little bit of insight into who each of you are? My name is Carson and I'm from the Pacific Northwest and we're in the mid thirties. I come from a background in construction and Mel and I have been together for 10 years. And that story we'll get into later. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So I'm Mel. I am 36. I'm from the Pacific Northwest, born and raised. So I'm a welder and Carson and I have been together for just a little bit over a decade. And the two of you have dabbled a little bit in non-monogamy. You're not, as you've said, you're not professionals and You definitely don't have to be. Yeah, you don't have to be. It's not (laughs) a rule by any means. (laughs) But that you've kind of touched, you know, dipped your toes in it and had a couple of experiences. I mean, are you willing to take us back sort of to what led up to that and maybe what those experiences were and how they came about? Yeah. So we started out pretty monogamous. Well, very, actually. Yeah. I honestly had only had like a few girlfriends before you. Yeah. So the first five years of us being together was just that. 
But I think but, it was also pretty vanilla because I mean, on just not me. I was, I don't think I've ever been vanilla, but <laughs> like, not for a long time. But, but what do you mean by that? Just out of curiosity. Well, just like as far as like maybe kinks go or, or stuff like that, just not like really, you know, kind of vanilla sex. I've always explored like funner, funner things when it comes to like the bedroom, I guess. So when <laughs> Carson and I met, I don't think he had experienced a lot of the the fun sex bedroom fun. Yeah. Bedroom fun that I had or, you know, we had no, stuff. we had no toys. Yeah, we didn't have anything when we got together for a while, for a long time. Not years. even like, yeah. Did you even have a vibrator? I'm sure I did somewhere. I think I found <laughs> one. Dashed away somewhere. I did. I found but, an old one of yours and I was like, what is this dinosaur fucking yeah. huge contraption? But yeah. And so, you know, after a couple of years, he gave me the credit card and he's like, hey, go to the store and get some stuff, you know? And I was like, ooh, I'm going by myself and I have this opportunity to like, you know, maybe like slide my way into like some funner things. So I came back with all, wait, wait. all this stuff. I, and I was like, we were looking for some spicier stuff and you had a lot of conversations with me. Yeah. And you were like, let's go to the store. Like, let's go to the, the sex store. And I was like, fuck, no, I'm not going to the fucking sex store. You know, I'm like, dude, like I don't go to those places. <laughs> like this is how vanilla I was. Yeah. So finally, like a couple of years go by and, like we're having all these conversations and we've played out every scenario that we could like in our boring lives. Yeah. So then and I got the credit card. Finally, <laughs> I handed you the debit card and I said, don't spend over 400 bucks. Yeah. Just I think it was 500 go, actually. Yeah, just, yeah. It was hundreds and go to the sex store and have your way, bring back whatever you want. And there's no rules. Just come back with whatever. Yeah. And I came back with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was not for sure. She was going to bring back like, what did I know about then? A vibrator, you know, every yeah. chick has one of those and, oh, there's still those, right? Yeah. And what did you bring back? I think we so, would get in trouble if we didn't exactly what you brought back. Oh, well. That's what we were getting into. A lot of toys and a lot of like kink stuff. I brought back a, a sex swing and yeah. he was like, what is happening? And I was oh, like, I was. okay, so it's on now. And I think that was kind of our like first gateway into like this tippy toe step into like just exploring what else there <laughs> is in the world besides vanilla you know monogamous yeah sex, that's definitely the biggest step so and you brought back a fucking sex swing <laughs> and i was like holy fucking shit who is this chick i'm with you know i have a kid with her you know, a sex swing, what kind of dominatrix is I she? went all in. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> for, for us at the time, that was like all in. It was all black and metal and had like bars and <laughs> yeah. straps and shit. But anyway, it turned out to be the best thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that just like us not continuing to have like a really vanilla, you know, even sex life at that point was just like the toe in to be able to have like conversations about other things that was the first step for sure and i was like willing to try it it's always been me guiding you know a majority of the time yeah Yeah. to a certain point i guess leading up to this point mel it sounds like you were you were much more explorative or and on your side carson were you sort of just like i mean that's a kind of a clashing of worlds right like one of you's like i really want to explore and the other one's like "Mm, not really until it was go to the porn store and bring back some sex stuff i wanted to make her happy i just didn't know how like i didn't 
I didn't even know what a fucking sex swing was or like a flogger or handcuffs and all that stuff was completely taboo to me. And like my few girlfriends before I had, no, I mean, no, it was just boring. It, it was a, what do you call it? Missionary, just girlfriend sex. I don't know. We were young. I mean, that's fine. We got together when we were 25. If that's fine if that's what you, you know, both of the people are content with, but. I, yeah, I've always been a lot someone. more exploratory. I've been more open, I think, sexually than Carson. Yeah. Was it something that you were finding yourself bored, Mel? Like, were you becoming unhappy with it? Or was it sort of like, eh, I'm okay with this? Well, the first several years we were together, there was definitely no nothing boring about <laughs> about that because we were definitely in our NRE, like, honeymoon stage, you know, rose colored glasses. And so that was great. But then I think after like four or five years, you got to, when you're with anybody, you just start to like mix stuff up, except for I went from, instead of mixing stuff up, I went from like zero to a hundred, a little bit faster, I think, than normal people do, you know, I was like, all right, we've been here, you know, four or five years, let's get it going. So, yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that I was bored, you know, just ready to move on, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. So you said after that trip to the sex store, you came back and that kind of changed everything. Can you talk about that transition a little bit? Mm. Well, we tried out the sex swing. And there was also like riding cop crops and handcuffs. and I think the transition, though, of what she's asking is like, how did it change our, our relationship dynamic to be able to... Okay. Is that what you're saying? To be yes. able to... Open it up to like, it's like a giant hurdle that you're, the way I see it is like, and the way I see it in our relationship was, it was like a giant hurdle that we, or like a cliff, we just bombed off into a big cold lake. And then after that, you got to figure out how to swim back to shore. And then once you're there, then it opens up, you know, conversation to be able, once you've gotten past that scary point, it opens up conversation to be able to talk about other stuff. It was a big door that I stepped through. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't even know about all this stuff. So then what else is there? Yeah. And then, so I started going to the store and we'd go together and we'd, oh my God, we spent so much money at the sex stores from now. A lot of open communication and like, I think it was just a good, like, it was definitely like a jump off a cliff moment, but also it kind of opened it up to be able to talk about other things. I think is what she's asking. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that initial thing. Yeah. Sorry. I kind of jumped ahead, but. Yeah, and then from that point, like, hey, I still tiptoed through that store. I was so paranoid <laughs> to go in the first time. I've grown so much. Like, but uh, yeah, and now we own pretty much everything in the store. We go in there now, and it's boring. It's like, man, eh. <laughs> people come up to you. They're like, yeah, we got that. Well, I was curious though. When she came home with a shopping cart full of sex toys, like, did it freak you out at all, Carson? Like being like. Like, what are we going to do with all these things? And, like, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah. I was afraid of the sex swing. Yeah. That was, I'd never even heard of one before. And it was something you don't even see in movies. You know, unless you look for it specifically, like, on Pornhub or whatever, you're never going to see or even hear of one. But... (laughs) <laughs> right. not me not the people i hang out with and, uh, yeah, different people i was gonna say just the one you're married to but <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah it was super scary and the minute we used it, it was fine i was like oh it's great yeah. I loved it. and so that opened up further conversations right this is just the beginning yeah yeah We're, we should cruise along because yeah for sure like maybe 
a couple years after that, like, cool, we're doing great in the bedroom. And then who comes along? Well, so my girlfriend that I've known, are you talking about Jack? Yeah. So my girlfriend I've known forever, she's this amazing, independent, sexually free, just badass woman of her goddess self. And she... I've never met her before. Yeah. So I've known her since I was maybe 16 or 17. And we're the kind of friends that kind of like drift apart and then come back together and drift apart, come back together. And so during that time, we had just started reconnecting again and started hanging out a lot. And she happens to be polyamorous. She was in a monogamous relationship at the time. So her and her partner would frequently come over and hang out with Carson and I and have bonfires and, you know, do dinner or whatever, do friend stuff. And then polyamory kind of started getting brought up into conversation and then stuff started getting (laughs) more looked into. And then, you know, that's how that kind of like, yeah. So what struck me crazy about Jack when I first met her, this shit comes over and she's telling me all this crazy stuff. Well, telling you crazy stuff and allowing me to listen, first of all. Yeah. Like, I get to hear a girl talk. And I'm like, wow, is this, like, how chicks talk all the time? No, it's just Jack. Okay. Well, anyway, she has this old boyfriend that she has a planned... Oh, a plan, her planned breakup. Her planned breakup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, like, they had been together for a really long time. I think, like, eight or nine years. They loved each other and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Had a dog together, to lived together. Had all the stuff together. Yeah, farm. And they had a planned breakup date. Yeah, they had a party, I think, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. So we, so anyways, we're hanging out with this this girl, Jack, who I've known forever. And she's just this different different person that lives differently, differently, air quotations, than, you know, other people that we know. And, and so that's how polyamory got brought up in conversation and then got brought up for us to start having conversations about it and researching yeah. it and reading books and you know, all that stuff that comes after it. I think for a while, like you regretted that. Like, I think yeah, like, you were like, sure Oh my gosh. You know, like you knew what was going to happen Yeah, when Jack yeah. came over. Yeah. So yeah, there's Jack and all of her crazy fucking stories that she had. And I'm like, what the hell is polyamory? Like I'd never even heard that word before. Yeah. And that's how like monogamous I was. And I was like literally just sitting there listening to Jack talk to Mel and tell her all these stories. And I mean, there was many nights where I just sat there and listened. After a while, I started having questions. And I'm like, I didn't even know this world existed. Yeah. 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 So why did you regret it, Mel? You said that you regretted having those conversations. Because I think that once the conversation came up, and our relationship between me and Carson, then it started happening very frequently to the point where we were over communicating about it to to the point where it was kind of annoying to me. And it was like almost the only thing that we would ever talk about, you know, when we had free time together and it just basically took over everything. And I was like, okay, so this sucks. Like I want, you know, regular life back. And I think that at that point too, like I was okay with, where we were I was totally comfortable and fine with where we were in our yeah. relationship and like I could maybe see how a couple years down the road or something like that if things went stagnant or 
or is that something that we needed to revisit in our relationship that I would have been fine with that, but it was just really, it was very crammy. It's like when, when somebody decides they really like something and they go really over the top with it, that's how Carson was with it. And I was like, okay, you need to chill out a little bit, you know? I tend to dive into new experiences and ideas like a lot and research them to death. Yeah. And after I figured out like what hell is polyamory and I didn't even know what swinging was yet. And all the other like umbrella things were yeah. like, here I am like ordering books. Like, books. Yeah. 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 I can say the names, right? Oh yeah. But we don't have to go through a list of like 16 books that you ordered. Like more than two and the ethical slut. And That's my book. We were on Facebook. <laughs> the polyamory private Facebook groups. And right. And this, this was all like, I mean, it was grinding away in your head and we weren't talking about it yet. And it paranoid you, you know. Oh, like, I, I disagree. I, saw, I think we talked about it too much. And I think that there were times where you were reading literature about polyamory. And instead of us having conversations about it, I feel like there were times when you were really kind of maybe preaching at me and using it as like a Bible almost to like preach at me. And it was just oh. too much. And I was like, okay, just need to calm down, you know, yeah. or like, you should read this book or you need to read this book or, you know, things would happen. And I was like, I'll, I'll oh, do yeah. things on my own time and I'll do things the way that I want to do them. Not everybody does stuff the same, sure. you know, like, so. And so when, when the polyamory cat came out of the bag, Carson, you really took it and ran with it. Was it something that you wanted to do or was it just something you were really curious about, like as a topic? No, I had no interest in it. It was just a curious topic, to be honest. And that was until, like, I feel like I, I learned so much about it. I'm like, well, why the hell doesn't anybody do this? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, we're stupid for being monogamous. It seems so, like, yeah. hard and <gasps> fucked up to one another. <laughs> yeah. And that's where... And look at how great it could be, like, if we had this, like, you know, all these amazing relationships with other people that we're, like, missing out on, you know? And that was many years yeah. we talked that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but never did anything with it. So it did turn into a desire to want to explore it after reading all the literature and seeing like the utopia of it could be. Yeah, and Jack was still around. Yeah. There were other events that kind of... Well, I mean, not only that, just like what had developed over time during conversation with the two of us and having great conversations about it, but we also did have, we still had her in our life that was coming back and sharing these great ex- polyamorous experiences with yeah. us. Like, oh, I'm doing this. It's so awesome. And I'm having so much fun. And this is so amazing. And, you know, it's good so, for my health. Yeah. And like, so we had, we had that little, you know, voice still. Yeah. In the background that was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, da, da, da. I think you were pumping the brakes pretty hard though. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot you of, didn't like that. there was a lot of setbacks and a lot of, uh, bad stuff i think that came out of it but um, there is some train wrecks that were coming yeah okay yeah so again with my new friend jack and mel's old old friend jack she started staying over and we wouldn't fool around or anything and like after we got to be good enough friends like i don't know what the hell like i don't know what led up to us like having cuddle puddles oh yeah jack (laughs) the cuddle puddle phase yeah we we ended up like she stayed over quite a few nights and yeah it ended up like you we usually sleep naked yeah and at first like we all have pajamas on and everything and then eventually i think we were naked but i don't think that jack's ever been like 
opposed to, I, I mean, we've known each other forever. We could shower together, just the two of us girls, and it wouldn't be like a big deal. You know what I mean? So I don't think. No, like, it wasn't a big deal. After like I got sleeping to in the bed her. naked together with my husband shoved in between us wasn't a big deal to me because I was like, oh, I don't know, whatever. Like, I think it was a big step for all of us. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, nothing, even for Jack, but nothing but, happened. It was just like a cuddle puddle is what I'm yeah. saying. Like we were literally and just we, cuddling. And like over talked so. it before this happened. Like, oh, you're going to stay over here. You know, like, well, that's great. And everybody wore clothes and stuff at first. And it was warm and loving and felt good. And that was cool. And then like we all knew none of us slept with clothes on. And so like eventually the clothes came off. Yeah. And that's like, actually, it doesn't really matter. But I'm thinking of the listeners listening, thinking, yeah, this dude had two naked chicks like wrapped around him all night long. Like, what the hell's wrong with him? But it wasn't like that. It was just like one of my really good friends sleeping over and he just like, happened to be my wife. Yeah. yeah. And that was great. Nothing ever wrong like came of that or weird or um, sexual or anything like that. It's always really respectful. Yeah. So that happened. Yeah. That's a. I don't know. It's a sweet story. It sounds like it, you know, it's a comforting thing to have happen with a friend. It sounds like it was a really good situation for all of you. Yeah, I think so. I think that there were definitely nights, specific nights that when Jack would stay here, she really needed, not every time, but there were, there were a couple times where she came over here because she was having a really bad day where she was upset and crying and she needed to be with people and that loved her and just being able to crawl in bed with people that loved her and everybody could just cuddle up and go to sleep is what she needed. And so, you know, there's, it is a sweet story, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted to quickly, I guess for the listeners, if anyone's a little lost with, because I feel like we've kind of, kind of going in pieces here, recap things. And then I want to continue on. So you've been together about 10 years. You were very monogamous. Then you went to the sex store and, and that opened up a lot of conversations around you too. And then you met Jack. Well, Carson met Jack. You've been, she came back into your life and started the seed of polyamory and Carson went crazy and started reading everything about it. And you talked about it a lot, which led to maybe over talking a little bit, but not really interested in exploring it until a little while later. Well, maybe this could be a utopia. Maybe we could actually try this. And in the, somewhere in the middle of all of that, you started having these cuddle pile parties with Jack. Is that kind of correct? Yeah. And if we could have just said it like that, it would have, that would have been <laughs> we a lot could have easier. just talked for the last few minutes. <laughs> like the shit. No, yeah, yeah. No, you're exactly right. That's exactly right on par. So where did it evolve from there? I think that it was just, it wasn't too much longer after that. And then we started talking about possibly having a threesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we we started having like some not with Jack. No, we started having mm-hmm. some conversations about possibly having a threesome, or if it would be, you know, like a a girl and a girl and a and a guy, or a guy and a guy and a girl, or how the dynamic work, or like what we thought about it, or what you know his opinion was or what my opinion was, and then I think we well I don't think it was me. I think Carson decided to kind of pull the trigger on it. So. We have those conversations and everybody thinks like, well, your first threesome is supposed to be with like two chicks and a dude. That's the only way it's supposed to go down. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we we had like those conversations and you like mentioned it. I even remember like reading something about it. Like, like, well, wouldn't it make more sense with another guy? Just like physiologically. Yeah. I mean, as far as like first timers and stuff like that. 
And like at first, I was like, "What? You just want to fuck another dude?" And like I was like, "No." And I thought about it for a while, and I was like, "Wait a minute, yeah, that makes way more fucking sense. Let's do that." And I was totally down for it. Yeah, yeah. And so, how did you make it happen? Oh man. Well, so <laughs> I think choke on my beer. I don't know how to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how to start to fix. Well, so anyways, basically, what happened was I think we ended up choosing a person that was like, quote unquote, safe yeah. in our relationship. So it was somebody that we had known for a very long time. Both of us had known this person for 20 plus years. And I think we floated the idea and the opposite party was like, yeah, I'm game. Yeah, it sure. would be really weird, but like. As long as, as long as it doesn't hurt our friendship, you know, and there yeah. was hours of conversation about that. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, well, whatever, let's just get down to the room then. Do this. And so that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. So you alluded to that it was a show. So I'm assuming that it didn't go quite, or at least maybe not afterward, quite as planned. Yeah, I think it was, it was definitely afterward. So Carson and I had this experience with this other individual several times on multiple occasions. And it just turned really messy. So And boring. Yeah, I wasn't, I mean, I don't think either, I don't think Carson and I were into it anymore. We were just... And I and I don't think the the other person was into it really anymore either. I think. Oh, I think he was definitely into you. Well, he he kind of wanted to have you on the side, and you and me have like our relationship, and and then him have his piece on the side. Yeah, separately. I mean, I don't know if you felt that way, then then that's you know the way you feel. But that's yeah, that's what I remember. But anyways, it wasn't going to happen. So it just kind of everything got really messy, and it did kind of blow up into like. A little bit of a shit show. <laughs> but, uh, we, we never ever fought about it. So. No, we never. No, no. We, Carson and I never fought about it. Oh, I never fought about it with the guy either. Yeah. And no, we I, were always friends. Yeah, and so and then we continued to be friends afterwards. Yeah. We just didn't continue to have threesomes with this person yeah. anymore. And that was kind of a hard thing to tell him too. He's like, he'd come over to hang out. There were several. Like, yeah, we're not going to do that tonight. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then like it kind of turned into like, yeah, we're never going to do that ever again. I'm sorry. So you had to awkwardly phase it out. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think if it was any other friendship or somebody that we both, Carson and I have known for so long, I think that we could have just been like, yeah, we're not going to hang out with you yeah, anymore. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's so yeah. awkward. But we continually saw this person because we've known this person forever. And so we had to just be like, you know, like, we're not going to, we're just not going to choose to do that anymore. We're going to keep it private between the two of us. And I think that he understood eventually. I mean, it took him a while. <laughs> He'd come over and still like grab my butt when he was drinking and be like, hey, hey you know, I'm like, hey, Jay yeah, he does that you know? up until recently. Well, yeah, he still does that. But I mean, <laughs> we've been friends a long time. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, but uh, so you had your first, we'll call it your first threesome experience. It was a series of threesomes with a single, with another guy, an old friend. Did that turn you on to wanting to do it more or how did it sort of, how did it evolve from that point? Well, we definitely backed off as far as like looking into doing it again, like right away. And I think it was just due to the fact that it just didn't work out the first time. It was just so awkward and like not what we expected, I guess, you know, like in hindsight, maybe we should have just met up with some really nice people and got to know them and, or, you know, a single guy and then strangers. Yeah. Or like somebody, you know, yeah, uh, and then maybe it would have turned out differently, but but that's just not what happened. Just, you know, we didn't go that route. So 
I think that we backed off a lot and <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of conversation about future. Yeah. After that, it was we like, everything kind of went back to normal, like kind of like monogamous. And yeah, we did talk about kind of like the stranger thing. And I don't know, I wasn't comfortable with it at all. And I don't think I still am. Yeah. And where did we go from there? Well, so then we I, had like I, a stagnant period after that. I think it was well, yeah. stagnant, but I just mean like stagnant <laughs> as far as like threesomes, you know, maybe yeah. like, and then we started looking at, we um, left that situation really with not the best, like first experience enough, yeah. yeah, at all. Well, it left like kind of left a sour taste in your mouth. The idea of it. I, I, don't, I don't know. Think, I don't that, think the idea of it did. Guys, am I going to say it? The guy had no game. <laughs> I mean, none dude. So it was it was needing to find the right the right person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would have been a lot more fun. Like let me tell you, I had a blast. But it was like I was kind of like coaching the fucking dude along and like trying to encourage him. And dude, it was just like I think he was I, like, no, 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 like pumping the brakes all the time. And it was my fault. I should have I don't know what I've could have done differently. Probably like not invited our friend into the bedroom. Like <laughs> most sources tell you not to do. <laughs> and I'm going to take full responsibility of that. And I will let you take full responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I love you though. Yeah. But anyway, so that's the real thing. Yeah. So then after that. It, but it, it did leave a bad taste in her mouth. I don't think it did for me as far as like threesomes go. I just think that it was like the experience wasn't what we both had like anticipated or was really excited for like hoped for, you know? And I think that if we tried it again, we, we could, if we found the right person, it's just that yeah. we just didn't have the right person. Period. Like, right. Yeah. Right. And so you kind of stepped back out of it and you said things kind yes. of went back to monogamy for a while and how has it evolved since then? Or how did it evolve from there? Well, we went to Club Pravada yeah. for New Year's. Uh, Why did we decide to go there though? I, well, just this last year, like 2019 or New Year's 2020. Yeah, it was yeah. two months ago. Yeah. So I, well, I had mentioned to you about the, you know, sex clubs and stuff in Portland or whatever. Yeah. Sex clubs, what they call them. We had talked about it like for a while, but I mean, yeah. So we kept going. Uh, we were talking about it and I was like, well, there's a New Year's Eve party. We New Year's Eve party. party. We were looking for something to do on New Year's Eve. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then we talked about that and then i was like well maybe we should go to portland maybe we should you know check out one of these clubs or whatever and and then i think carson and i kept going back and forth well like he would say well maybe we shouldn't go to portland maybe we should <laughs> maybe we should do something else and i'd be like okay well maybe he doesn't want to do that you know and yeah. then eventually we just after a lot of back and forth we just pulled the trigger and bought well actually we didn't buy tickets so what happened was we went to portland got a hotel and then we got all dressed up and then we ended up leaving the hotel going out for dinner and then we noticed that because we weren't really sure about going to club provada yet and we knew that if you went in before midnight the tickets were more expensive so we we're like well let's maybe wait until after midnight and then we'll go in so we can just see what the club's like because it's going to be a lot of people because mm-hmm. it's you know new year's eve anyway it's not going to be a regular crowd or i don't know so we ended up going to a bar, getting a drink. And when we left that bar, we walked out onto the street and there was a bunch of people on the street. And I was like, I'm going to go see what these people are doing, you know? Oh and Carson's gosh. like, where are you going? And I'm like, follow me. And I like run across the street and I'm like, hi people. And it's like everybody standing out in front of Club Provada. And they're like, hi. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, this is Club Provada. I'm like, awesome. Like, yeah, let's go. So 
inside, you know? And Carson's like, uh, what are we doing? And I'm like, yeah, well, we'll figure it out when we get inside, I guess. I don't know. We were addressed to like what I thought were like the nines. Yeah. Which I think now after hearing a little bit more information, we were dressed like, you know, casual business, or at least Not I me. was. I, I looked great. Sparkly <laughs> <laughs> trailer. Awesome. Yeah. She did look awesome. But yeah, we went inside and after talking to a couple out on the out on the street for a while, which were awesome, the mm-hmm. couple was rad. Yeah, I wish I knew who they were, actually. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Anyways, yeah, so we went inside and we walked in and I think both of us were like, okay, okay, you know. I, I don't know what your first reaction was, but I was like, this is my people. Like, my people. <laughs> my first reaction was like, holy shit, her tits are out. Yeah. I was like, I'm home. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> and yeah, there's people. It was like a, a dance club. And like anybody who's never been to one, like it is just a dance. Well, at least my experience, this is a dance club, but it's like clothing optional, especially for the chicks. Yeah. Well, then they have a couple other floors that have. Yeah. And on the other floors, you got to like stretch your legs. Yeah. Yeah. And we took a big tour of the place and we saw everything and it was New Year's and this place was just packed way beyond capacity. And I think that we, we didn't do anything. We just witnessed everything. We danced and we drank. And that was cool. And we left the club with a great experience. Yeah. Everything was like perfectly great. And we wanted to go back. And I wasn't sure like quite how to go back. Like, eh, you know, if I just like want to go back on some other normal weekend, well, that would be like kind of me pushing you into something. So I don't think so. I don't, I was going to say, I don't think it, it seems like she was pretty willing to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was pretty good. I mean, I still feel like I'm pretty good. I think that this is what happened when we were talking about buying tickets for New Year's. I was like, yeah, let's go. And he's like, you know, I don't want to push you into going. And I'm like, okay, let's not go. And he's like, well, maybe we should go. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And then it went back and forth until finally I was like, we're going to go to Portland or we're not going to go to Portland. Like, <laughs> you need to make up your mind because it's not me. It's, it's you. Like, There was a little back and forth, but yeah. But I find it very interesting. And this was sort of the theme, like, since the beginning of this journey that I, and maybe you guys are willing to talk about it a little bit, is that, right, so Carson was very, let's just say conservative, for lack of a better word, right? Mm -hmm. Mel, you were very, like, wanting to explore things. And then you got the sex swing, and you guys did that for a while. And then the polyamory thing surfaced. And it was almost like Carson took it and ran with it, but you didn't so much want to do that. And then you went to the sex and it's this weird, like one of you's like ready to go. And then the other one doesn't. And then the other one's ready to go. And then the first one's like, no. And it's an interesting thing. Like, have you talked about like where you think the sweet spot would be in terms of like how you would want to explore this? That's what we're trying to figure out. I think, and I have, told Carson before, but I think that I've always been way more comfortable with swinging than polyamory. I think that that's kind of like where my jam would be. And I know that a lot of people who are interested in, well, actually, I don't know that, but I think a lot of people that are interested in polyamory that have, you know, like swung have also, that's led them into like, not just sexual or physical relationships with people, but then emotional relationships. Yeah. And you're basically practicing polyamory with your spouse and other people yeah yeah we did miss a whole big step there i think that would be a better kicking off point for me but i think my start point and maybe carson's start point are two different points you know I don't yeah know. i mean she says it's just sex you know and that's right it is 
and that's cool. And I didn't even hear about swinging. I heard about polyamory first. So I guess it got like (laughs) flipped. (laughs) Yeah. And it got all mixed up. And then we had that experience with that dude and like the cuddle puddles with like these other female friends of ours. And it was just, I feel like we're sexually cool enough and like emotionally cool enough with each other to, to try this cool thing or to at least be comfortable with each other, like speaking to other people at the very least. But we've had this fucking history that was just like, it was car accident after car accident. Really? It's been like kind of rough. Like, what are your concerns? Just out of curiosity, maybe for each of you. Well, I wanted to clarify too. Like, so essentially you went to the club over new year's and then we all, everyone's in a pandemic and in quarantine right now. So you have not done anything since then. Like that was no. the last, that was the last step. So you've been trying to figure this out as you since then and what it would look like if you and when were allowed to go places again and that type of stuff. And yes. And like Finn said, I guess, what are your, some of your concerns? Yeah. The only plan that we had was newbie night at Club Privada. I mean, I thought that would be like a good, like, let's like kind of reset and just check this cool ass club out. And But what were your concerns? Is what she's right. Asking. And perhaps meet some people concerns. Hmm. Well, as I've seen from being on like Cassie and FetLife, you get way more attention than oh. I do. Like as a male, it's yeah. kind of like guy chases chick. I'm supposed to like go out there and be like the chaser and chase all these new connections or whatever. When you literally can post a few pictures and just sit there and let those DMS roll in. I've seen it. Yeah. Right. So one of the things that you've talked about is exploring it as a team in the swinging side of things. Would it, you would be more coming at this together rather than one of you finding things while the other one's not, or are you thinking of exploring it? individually in the swinging world i'm not i don't think that i would be interested in that at all i think in order for me to i mean not at this point i don't feel that way if we if that's something which we've talked a lot about pursuing and obviously you know we have uh casting memberships and stuff like that but yeah it would be something that we would do together we've talked about it we were like yeah wouldn't it be fun to like you know, just like kind of be in the same room or same bed or like, would you watch me if I was with someone else? And like, that was a conversation a really long time ago, actually. And yeah, but we've (laughs) never met anybody that has met those criteria yet, which kind of leads into a funny blooper story at the end of this. Well, I think that my concern to answer your question is that I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. What is your concern? I I don't know. I mean, I don't really... I'm not sure that I have any. Maybe I'm like freaked out that I, I don't know. She's freaked out about pregnancies for sure. Well, I can't have kids, so. Right. Well, me making someone else pregnant. Oh yeah, that doesn't make me. That has had all. you white in the face, like <laughs> scared when we were having some conversations before. Like you were just you you could not even think about it, you know. And I agreed with you, but we've had those conversations. Those are scary conversations. And I think like the emotional aspect of it is like really scary to Mel. Yeah. I've gotten way too close to like a female friend of ours and uh, that turned into a lot of fighting. Yeah. 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 And I kind of tend to do that. So the concern would be then that 
it might be tough to separate the sexual from the emotional if you start down the the swinging path that it might turn more into something polyamorous on Carson's side rather than being able to keep it sexual. Yeah, I think that's definitely a fear of mine for sure. Because I think for me, it wouldn't be, I mean, I'm saying it now, but I mean, who knows, you know, but I think for me, it's different. I think I think of sex differently, you know, just in general. And he does. Oh, that's what I was trained to do, you know. And of course, I'm paranoid of you, like meeting some other fantastic dude that made you laugh, you know, like a lot. I remember we were at a festival one time and there's this guy that was hanging out this just cracked her up. And she had like almost forgot about me. You know? Oh, I did not. <laughs> I'm just making a joke. But yeah, you were like all over that guy. And that was like, I felt the jealousy there. You had you spiders. Know? I didn't. We call them spiders. I hadn't had jealousy like almost like any other time than that guy. I don't know what it was. But yeah. That's funny. So where, where do you two see this kind of going? Like, how do you want to move forward? I think that's what they're trying to figure out. I know. Yeah. I'm just, I I'm just, know. I would love to answer that question, but I'd, I'd love to go back to a club again. Yeah. And, yeah. I think that would be a really good just start. meet people. Cause we don't even know, like you're the first people that like are more promiscuous than us other than Jack who's moved on from our lives. You know, she's doing her own thing right now. So we're pretty much stuck together and with all of our other vanilla friends. I mean, we don't have anybody to even talk to. Yeah. Or like have like have them over for like a fucking campfire, you know, yeah. or, you know, just have a weird, like, what's your favorite position? I could not imagine asking my friends like some cool like question like that. And I really want to, yeah. I want to have that back. I want Jack back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't have a very many like sexy friends or lifestyle friends, you know, we don't, we don't have really have anybody. Yeah. Like, just being able to have like conversation like that that's sexually freeing, like you said, just but it's like to us it's really natural, I guess. We just don't have anybody to talk to about just, it. Just we want to make friends and I think that's that'd see be where a great it goes. Start. Yeah. yeah. I think that's where it is now. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's a from my opinion, that's a very great way to start is make some awesome friends. Like yeah. you said, go go back to the club, go to newbie night, have fun with it and make some connections and just Check it out. That's mm-hmm. a. I think that's a really great place to go with it. I mean, who couldn't use more good friends? You know, right? And the clubs like a yeah. lot of fun too. And the clubs a lot of fun. There was too many people there for us to even like sit down. Well, it was New Year's, so I don't think it'll yeah. be like yeah. that all the time. But yeah, we want to go back when it's less complicated. Yeah, smart move. I would say going to your first club experience on New Year's or Halloween. I would say or Halloween. Yeah. Those are two wild nights yeah probably not a great first night at the sex club but you had a good time and you'll go back so awesome well so you promised a blooper you mentioned that real quick so i have to ask can you share that blooper well yeah we have a couple vanilla bloopers vanilla bloopers or i'm sorry monogamous bloopers oh that's all good i wanted to keep the joke going oh kind of finish off our weird podcast like because uh, we don't have like the cool stories that everybody else has yeah what were oh, they the camping story oh wait there's that one we're gonna save that one for last but the first one oh, we is, can't tell them all let's just yeah that's fine two Two's good we have two all right we first got together and mel had a couple little ones before we got together and one of them was four years old so like early in the morning 
and like I'm behind her sideways on the bed, you know, and we're like just like kind of starting to get it on and <laughs> just like starting to like really get there, you know, and then all of a sudden, like right in my ear, I hear, "What are you guys doing?" Like right in my <laughs> ear, and I like completely froze and. He must have been like up on the bed with us at that point. Yeah, I think he was like three or four. He was four. It's like a ninja. Yeah, we were like, what is happening? Yeah. Oh, "Oh, what do you want for breakfast? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let's go make breakfast. Like, went outside. So, six years later, seven years later, maybe even eight. So, we're kind of trying out this like new thing with our vanilla friends of like, hey, let's go skinny dipping and then like warm up by the fire. Like, we're, we're like, hey, let's all get naked. Trying to naked. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying like, okay, this is boring. We're trying something, you know? Yeah. So we're out camping, get naked, get frozen by the river, come out by the fire, and we're all like naked, warmed up by the fire. Oh, we're just hanging out. Oh, yeah. it was Mel and our other one of our other friends. Yeah. <laughs> male friends and me. <laughs> oh my God. And then all of a sudden, the fucking uh, the neighbors come over in like a team of like wolves. They come over. Like, it was like seven of our camping neighbors, and they're all guys. Haven't met them before. They're like huge, and they have this shredded dudes. Bottle, yeah, they, they have this <laughs> bottle of alcohol, of course. And they they had been drinking, but they came down and they started walking down there, and obviously we're all naked. And I'm like, hey, and they're like, what's up? And I'm like, you get naked or you leave. And they're like, what? And I'm like, you can't be here if you're not naked. We're we're all naked, and and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, every single yeah. guy is. Everybody. Off their clothes. So we had, you know, a big camp of nine naked people just very hanging first, out. Very first time I met these guys. It was great. We had great yeah. fun. Yeah, it was awesome. That just meeting them and having that experience because, you know, everybody went to bed or whatever and had a great time. But then the next morning we were, you know, making breakfast and stuff and they came over and they and they came back. Like they, you know, they weren't came scared enough to come day. back. So they came back the next morning. They're like, hey guys, and we're like, hey, what's up? We didn't freak you out. Awesome. And we still talk to them to this day. Like yeah. we met them camping and yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like they took pictures and yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I think we can both say that we're and probably the listeners are excited to hear an update story, maybe in like a year. Yeah. To see where things are at. Cause I think I think you guys, I mean, it's been kind of a wild, windy road, but I think... It's been rough. Rougher than we can explain, like, on this oh. podcast. It really has. And it's been an, I would an want to share that part, you know, but that it didn't deter us, though. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like you're poised to jump off and start exploring it. On your own terms, too, yeah, like, your own slowly, terms. and you don't have to rush into anything. Like making, you said, making open-minded friends, and maybe that's all you ever do, and that's yeah. okay, too. But, like, knowing that at least you can try to explore, like, you want to try to at least do that yeah. is exciting. Yeah, and the conversation's there, so it's great. <laughs> yeah, thank you again for coming on. And thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for and having us on. Being, being patient with our totally, like, ADHD, like, <laughs> memory of the last 10 years, and, yeah, it's all good. I hope that some of your listeners can relate, though. I would venture to guess that more than a few have gone through something similar. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how our story compares to other people's stories that are like more advanced than us, but I mean, we can't be alone. It seems like everybody else has like a, a real smooth like transition and like 
oh yeah, we've been doing oh, this for no. 10 years and no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10 years between the two of us, maybe another 10 years, then we'll finally get the hang of yeah. it, you know? I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't think you have anything to worry about. You're going to do what you do and... You're just on a different stage of the journey. Yeah. So yeah. we're excited to to hear how it plays out and we appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It was wonderful to meet you both. Yeah. And with that, maybe have a wonderful rest of your Thursday evening. We got like another hour left. So <laughs> exciting. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. Bye. Good night. Yeah. Whoa, we're back. Welcome back. What? 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 Isn't it? We're back. Well, it is. Keep going. Don't don't lose the momentum. Don't lose you the just momentum. Me- you just messed it all up. You're losing the momentum. Thank you to Carson and Mel for reaching out to us, coming on the show, and sharing your story. We're super excited to hear about how it, like how you move forward. Yeah, we're bringing them back. Yes. Yeah. And also, also how scared was he of that sex swing? Huh? Oh yes. <laughs> Anyway, we're happy to hear you got over your sex swing phobia, Carson. (laughs) And thank you so much for all of you, to all of you listeners, for hanging with us for the long intro at the beginning. Yes. Next week, we've got a Monday. Monday. Episode. Episode. With Uh, Chloe. Are you just going to copy everything I say? Nope. (laughs) We have a Monday episode with Chloe and then a Wednesday episode, like, normally. Like normally. Like, like we normally do. <laughs> we, this is what we call off the rails. Yes. This is what we call it's late at night and we're both tired. <laughs> so thank you again for putting up with our bullshit. And thank you again for heading over to our website and clicking on the links to go check out Alt Playground. They are an amazing sponsor of the show and creating a wonderful online community to meet other open-minded and non-monogamous people. Emma is still nodding. She, yes. She yes. agrees. Uh-huh. And have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you. <laughs> Sorry, we will do better next week on Monday. Monday. Thank you so much for listening. And putting up with us. <laughs> hey, I don't think they had to put up with us. <laughs>